Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The sun hangs heavy over the Valley of the Setting Sun. The Valley of the Setting Sun is a Scion 2nd edition game set in Phoenix, Arizona, and starring Craig as Sir Nicholas, Slavek as Jesse, and Mitch as Gary. Join our heroes as they adjust to their new powers and navigate the tangled roots of the Scion community. Will our heroes be able to achieve their destinies, or will their bones be left to dry under the desert sun? You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. So, you all uh, get out of the uh, car. You, you drive up the uh, mountain path to the party, and as you get closer, you see like you know the clouds get closer and closer. And at one point, you know, you basically you, you park in like a little designated parking area, and you gotta. It, the clouds are dangerously close to you. You can at this point you actually you can distinctly see like you know the uh, shapes of the thunderbirds as they go along flying through the air, and the th- and the thunder and lightning is loud at this point. Like even if it doesn't hit the ground, and you still see like if it's just the arc through the sky, it's, it's the, the you can feel it in your bones and stuff. And you quickly you like you get out of your car and you get closer to like the entrance where people are quickly, you know, sort of, there's like a little uh, a lobby area that's closed. And then there's like another entrance beyond that. So you all get into the lobby, you know, dressed up to dressed up in your outfits and stuff. Do you have the copies? Nick, do you have the copies? Oh, the codpiece. Yes. I have you to know, ask. You know, you know, I think uh, it's still sitting on the towel. Like I think Nick looked at it with the outfit and then he's like, I don't think he could justify actually wearing it. <laughs> All right. He probably left it at his home, and he, he's probably, like, wondering, what the hell am I going to do with this? Uh, like, he doesn't want to offend Gary and, like, reject his gifts, and but it's just, like, so out there for him. I don't think he could just wear it out in public yet. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you get up to, like, the... You get up, basically, all three of you sign in, like, a little line. You see there's, like, people are starting to filter into the uh, building proper. And you see there's, like, a, a person out there checking invitations. And then you get closer and closer. Then uh, it gets, like, you know, you, you flash out your, uh, you know, e- your emailed invitation. You see the guy looks at it, looks at you, looks at it again. And you see the guy checking it. He looks, like, at first you, th- you thought he was just a person. But then you get closer, like, he looks like he looks metal. And it almost like he's been painted with human skin color paint. But of course, you can see like the little creaks and the cracks in the paint. Does it have like one of those like uncanny valley uh, robot sort of feelings to him? Only around the eyes. Like they're more glass than actual eyeball. Once we get past him, uh, Nick's going to turn to Jesse and say, oh man, that guy gives me the creeps. And so you get in and you see like the, the, the noise of the lightning and thunder, it it basically like drops off dramatically once you get inside. Like you can still sort of hear it distantly, but it's it's much more like normal. And so you look around and you see just like this whole plethora of people going around in various like bits of uh, you know, there's like people in the formal tuxedos, there's people wearing more traditional uh, whatever religion they are clothing. You see a couple. You see a couple of guys. You know, just have no shirt on at all. This like you see. You pretty sure like one guy is. Looks, he looks very much, you know, Mexican. He's got like, you know, a little bit of body paint on him. It's like, 
got like a you know sort of like you know pauldrons and a little sh- like a jaguar skin shawl. It's all kinds. Does of this that. Mexican look familiar? Yes, actually. Have I hit on him before? Uh, you, basically, yeah. If if you go up to, t- how you going to hit up on him? Well, yeah. All right, so yeah, you go up and try to hit. I on just him need to know if I've already tried. He <laughs> turns out you see it is Francisco. Oh, beautiful. That's what I was hoping for. You see, What's he, he like, wearing again. He basically, he, he's got like a think like those pictures you've seen of like you know Aztec people, but make it a bit more uh, dressy. He's 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 still he's got like a sort of like the kilt thing that they wear, but also like some longer pants to go with it. He's got no shirt on, but he, he is still painted like you know the reds and the blues. You got like you know the designs on like his face, uh, ty- a jaguar skin shawl on his shoulders. They're like with little uh, pauldrons that sort of keep it on, t- keep it attached. Well, hello, Francisco. How you doing? Oh, Father David, how the hell did you get in here? You know, divine heritage. My, yeah, my, my sexy, you? sexy abs. Do I really need an invitation? Well, obviously you got in, otherwise you wouldn't be allowed. Who was our host that invited us again? You know that you got an invitation from Theophania, but she wasn't. She didn't say she was the host. She just said you got an invitation. So we're like her plus three? <laughs> sure, I guess. Hey, it worked, Jesse. Hell yeah. And actually, speaking of Theophania, she, you see her come up to you. So you see, like, you know, before she, she probably just, like, kept herself a bit unkempt. Like, you know, like her hair's, like, a couple days without washing... Her clothes were like you can see the wrinkles in them, but now you can clearly see that she is, you know, actually, you know, like prepared herself for the event. And you can it definitely you can tell because like your eye is almost literally drawn to her if you look at her in her direction. And then she goes, "Yes, thank you. I'm glad you guys can make it. I, especially you, Nick. I noticed you had took a quite a few hits the other day. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shrugging them off. You know, good, just good. uh we're we're very thankful for your uh, group uh, crisis mediation the other day. Yeah, mom says thanks for that. Yes, and great, that- great thing about Nick, you know, he he's got a lot more stamina than you would realize. He really knows how to stick to it. You know, he's a great guy. Just go for hours in the toughest of scenarios. Some really demanding workouts to get into his physical condition. You know, <laughs> and at that point, you hear from behind you, Gary. You hear voice say oh theophania you didn't tell me you knew such interesting people and then you hear you see you see theophania her face just drops a bit and she just it's almost just like hello mother and then you turn and you see two, you see two women actually standing there and basically all three of you before you you say like your eye was drawn to theophania just on its own these women it's it's hard to look away from them yeah, I was about to ask, do we have to roll to not just stand there forever? <laughs> I'll, I'll say that when, you, when it's time to leave, you will have to roll for that. But for now, you, you just like, it's like I said, it's, once you look at them, you just, you don't look away. So you see the, the, you see one woman, I'll say like each one of you, you see them look slightly different, but each, both of them look, you know, completely very attractive to you. So the, you know, you know, one on the left, she gives off the impression of like a, 20 something she's like got like got on her phone sort of like texting away on it she's got like a a, a white dress on she's got a little handbag her hair's all done up fancy and she she just sort of like looks at you she's like appraising you the woman on the right she gives off the impression of being like like older like 
maybe it's like 30 something like you just, you can you cannot put an age on this woman for for your life like it's just impossible well you don't ask a woman's age especially when she's a demigod and then you see theophania sort of go up to them and she like just is like so guys this is my mother she just is the one on the right aphrodite urania and then she goes to the one on the left this is also my mother uh aphrodite pandemos it's com- it's complicated you know Ladies, it's a pleasure. And Gary will kiss both of their hands. And you definitely see Pandemos, the younger Aphrodite. She definitely looks at you and like, Oh, God, it sucks that I can't do anything at this party. But so listen, she like just she takes her hand. She just scrawls her number on it. It's like, so I totally know what you're after, okay? I can see it written all over your face. And she just, and she leans into a whisper, totally okay with it. But... I can't do it here. I'm afraid I promised a good friend that I would be on my best behavior, and that includes not going off on my own with some company at this party. Nick is just kind of standing there with his mouth open, not saying anything. He occasionally will close his mouth or blink, but that's about all the interaction he's he's able to make. So yeah, Pandemos, she like, you know, basically... You know, basically whisper something to Gary that <laughs> Gary, you've you've seen a lot of stuff, but what she whispers to you, it it knocks your socks off. Uh, then she just walks off to to go deeper into the party. Gary's gonna pass her his card before she makes her exit. She already like she wrote down her number on your uh, hand. Oh, beautiful. And so then you see Theophania sort of like look at the uh, departing Aphrodite with less like a. Oh, God, just kill me now, look on her face. And then she like, so, yes, this is my, the one who gave birth to me, mother. Aphrodite Urania. Nick is still watching the other one. At that point, she, at that point Urania just sort of like taps you on the shoulders like, I understand completely, don't worry about it. And then huh? like, uh, the, 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 uh, your, your trance sort of snaps. Does it? Then fix upon her in like a very similar fashion. It's it's it, it, like for a moment it does, but then like it's you see like she's like deliberately like dials it back. Okay, but she touched me. Yeah, just like tapped you on the shoulders slightly. Lover's intuition. Who does a character want to be romantically involved with? I'll just say you you just sort of like your brain glitches because it it cannot process the the information it's giving you being given. Sorry, I had to. Because, <laughs> like, you, you sort of like you almost you almost catch a glimpse of like 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 beneath her skin. Like you see the woman before you, but then like once you do the love and intuition, like for a, pl- a split second, you like you almost catch a glimpse of something beneath the skin, like something way more. But then just the next second, it, it just stops, and you're just sort of left woozy because you know there was a whole bunch of names in there that just sort of like clogged your brain for a second. So it's like. Scrolling through Gary's messages, even more than that. Oh, oh. it's I... almost painful to like try to parse through all that, all that, all that information. Uh, I, I look down and then I look over to Gary and I said, Then I'll say, I'm like, Do you know where the bathroom is? <laughs> all right, Ariel just shrug. I just got here. All right, so, so you'll find it, 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 it points you towards the and So please come join me at my table, it's over here. Oh. And so, yeah, once you all sit down, um, you know, Gary, I mean, Nick goes off to the bathroom to, I guess, you know, splash some water on his face. You know, she, you know, they sit down at the table, so like, you know, Fania says, so I, I was actually just talking to my mother about the, uh, 
mediating I had to do yesterday. And she's like, you know, how it was all thanks to uh, Jesse over there. Yeah. And so you see Aphrodite turn to you, and Jesse, you, you definitely feel you're being scrutinized a lot under that gaze. Jesse scowls a bit and returns the gaze. I was just going to say, it's, give me, actually, give me a, uh, uh, let's see, what would you, give me a composure plus, what would, I'd say intimidation to see if you could actually keep eye contact with her. Alrighty. All right, three successes. All right, that's enough. You managed you manage to hold to hold her to meet her gaze without you know flinching back, and you definitely tell like you wanted to flinch back from that gaze, but then you, you meet her gaze, and then she like apparently she nods a little bit and she's like, "You have some strength of will, I see. Not bad. Not just will." So tell me, I'm curious. How long did you know your mother was a frost giant? Jesse starts counting months on his fingers. <laughs> So about a couple months. Huh. Well, I must say, I, I always thought it was a bit overreactionary what, when they banned the Acer from the valley. But I wasn't around at the time, so it wasn't really my decision. Anyway, I understand that you organized a fight club, essentially. Yeah. Uh, old Nick here also fought, fought pretty well, I'd say. Got yes, a no. big debt. I must say, like, you know, I, I am closely connected with Ares, so if you do ever are interested, and I know he has a, a series of much more professional and organized things, so if you are interested, I could arrange a meeting. I'm listening. So, yeah, she basically starts going on to, like, <laughs> to get you, in like, a, to, like, invest you in, like, a, have a, you know, a fight club franchise, I guess. All right. Jesse's very happy to, like, indulge her. But as long as it's 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 not like the organized clean fights, but like a sort of more messier version with like personal vendettas and everything being solved there and a lot of emotional drama. And it's like reality TV, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and even All right. More, so, yeah, even pettier because it's gods involved. So, yeah, uh, you you know, a waiter eventually comes up to you and like still basically asks you like if you want any refreshments or anything. Nick's going to try to remember the name of that fancy drink that he got for the Fae Lady and Simon and try to order that. All right, so yeah, she writes it down. And Jesse, she sort of looks fam- like familiar to you in some way. Have you met before? No, I don't believe we have. Are you, see, you like, sure? She, 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 like the, the waiter, she's sort of, she sort of looking a bit nervous when you start saying like, uh, no, 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 I, I don't. Have it? Uh, don't I would recall meeting someone of your uh, uh, stature before? I don't really have that much of a stature, but I think we met somewhere. Come on. No, I'm willing. To, I'm pretty sure we have never met. Gary's Gary, gonna lean I, in to Sir Nick. You should get a fuzzy navel. Uh, I think what I got was better. It's way better. Trust me. The Fae even say so, and it was really tasty, and it was expensive. No, really. I I think we've met before. Gary's going to look at this waitress. Do I recall meeting her or seeing her at any point? I'll say give me uh, an intellect and I guess empathy would be the best one. By God, Gary, if you met Jesse's sister, you would break every bone in your body and then break your broken bones (laughs) and then break those bones into more pieces and then those pieces into more pieces. No successes. All right. Make sure to mark that momentum. So, yeah, it's, you're not sure. 
like you definitely agree with Jesse that there is something fami- vaguely familiar about her, but you, you have no idea what. You know, I I think Jesse is right. I think we have met you. I just I just can't put my finger on it. I don't, Nick. What do you think? I'll, I'll give me the same role if you want, Nick. Alrighty. Zero again. Nope. Just can't put my finger on it. But yeah, definitely all of you. By this point, all of you, you're just like sort of staring at the poor waitress. And she's just like, she is clearly you know, uncomfortable with the amount of attention you guys are giving her. So yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll be back with your drinks, sirs. Um, I, goodbye. I haven't gotten an order in yet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you go, what's your number? And so, yeah, she, she like, you know, she uh, you know, nervously, like, you know, lets Jesse order. And then she's, and she's like, you know, stammers out. Like, I'm sorry, against policy to, uh, to. Uh, don't, don't worry, I'm not going to tell. You ever been with a demigod before? <laughs> she, she, like, she is clearly, like, she, she, she blushes a bit, but then she's like, I, I thank you for the, I'm flattered, but I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to, I'm to work. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I can wait until you're done. And then she, she just walks off. And then you, you see, uh, you know, Irania. I'm pretty sure that constitutes sexual harassment. Eh. And then you see Irania. Ur- 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 her boss. It, it, that definitely would count. Unfortunately, uh, she was somewhat receptive to it, but for some reason, she, her uncomfort was way more that it wasn't to do with your attention, with your romantic interest. That wasn't the issue. Interesting. Okay, so you obviously know more about it. Could you tell us? Well, I'm sorry. It's I I can read people very easily, and she was gladdened by the romantic attention, but that what she and she wasn't she was nervous, but what, that wasn't the cause of it. So, well, I don't know. I try I I I try not to get too personal about this sort of stuff. She was and intimidated really? by your Jesse. Jesse, she was intimidated by your spear. Huh? Eh, eh, but it's so small now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's a grower. It's a grower. It's a grower, and you you, you see Jesse just just sort of pointing the spear at Gary playfully. <laughs> yeah, and you see, of I course, the, you see Theophania over sitting across the table. It's just, it's just like, and this is why I sometimes don't hesitate about mentioning you guys. Well, when it comes down to it, we get the job done. Ish. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that the pro- the route you take doing the job. Ugh. There's nothing wrong with a little panache. And violence. Lots sure. and lots of violence. Jesse, we refer to that as flair or panache or style. <laughs> Please, marketing, marketing. So, yeah, yeah. You, you all sort of, you know, uh, get into your stuff and you see another you see two more people come up and approach your table you see it's a indian looking woman and you see like a big like six foot something man who's like you know dressed like in a bodyguard ish then you see uh you see uh irania basically the is like kali i didn't expect to see you here and then you see the woman's like yes 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 i i i thought about it and i felt it would be good i just you know my boy here. She gestures to the uh, to the bodyguard. He's very shy, and he. I tried to get him out of the house, but I, so we had to compromise. He would come here, act as my bodyguard, and I would uh, leave the house to join her. So I, he just does not socialize enough. You know, dude, don't you just hate how your children that you want what's best for them, but they just refuse as because they think they know better, and then they start just sort of like talking, like you know. 
they talk about motherhood of being <laughs> mothers of demigods as Theophania just sort of like shrinks in herself again and just like, I'm going to go get a, a drink faster than this. And she goes up and leaves. Yeah, Nick's going to sit there incredibly uncomfortable with the, because he, he has like these beautiful moms around him and he already has mother issues. So yeah, at, at some point you, you see uh, Aphrodite Wait, sort of, you know, she Nick gets into MILFs. I'll say this. You see, you, <laughs> why is <laughs> you're making me go down these roads of thought that I did not think I would ever do this when I started doing this game. <laughs> I'll say that Aphrodite is deliberately giving off those vibes, and Kali is she is not really she is giving off motherly vibes, but it's it's less <laughs> Aphrodite and more just. I'm 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 the mother. I know what to. I'm in charge. Type of type of vibe. Oh, I was just trying to make a callback of the first time uh, Nick met his real mom and thinking that she was hot. <laughs> and Gary just had a moment of realization. He's just going to be sitting there on the couch with a look of <gasps> on his face. <laughs> so yeah, at some point, Aphrodite gets up and walks away. Presume she like mentions that she's going to hunt down Theophania, and so. Actually, as you notice that you notice the bodyguard, he looks distinctly uncomfortable. He like he's like his, his arms up. He's like his shoulders are bunched up. He's like looking around, even though he's got sunglasses on. You definitely tell like he looks uncomfortable. Um, Nick's gonna kind of like kick out one of the chairs and say, "Why don't you have a seat for a bit there?" Th- th- thank you. Yes, and you see, you hear his voice. It sounds deep, but there's a kind of a tone to it that sort of reminds you of something. You're not sure what. So then, you know, Kali, she turns to you and she says, you're the newcomers, I see. I haven't seen you here before. Yeah, we're, we're, we're new. We're new to the area. Or not new to the area, but new to this existence. It is always uh, a shock, isn't it, when you mortals discover your heritage if you haven't already known it. Yeah, um, very few things are shocking us lately now. We just kind of learned it. Take it and take all the audacity and ridiculousness in tow and just go with it. It's it's way easier that way. I see. That is definitely true. Uh, don't don't be too nervous. I am. Uh, let's, let me see what the name is again. I, I am Dakshina Kali. I am not the Kali that will just kill you for looking at her. I'm not that kind. She is over. I think in San Francisco. I want to say. Well, that's that's very convenient for us. Uh, very pleased to meet you. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm I'm Sir Nicholas, and these are Jesse and, well, I'm sure you heard Gary already. Yes, yes. So I'm curious, how are you how are you finding the party so far? A bit overwhelming, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that that can be a thing I find. But it's probably has more to do with like the other guests, and you know, getting used to that sort of thing. And he looks back um, at where. Theophania's other mom is and says, and some just don't know how to turn it off. Oh, believe me, she can, but she just chooses not to. Hmm. And like Nick is trying to like uh like continue the conversation, but then he looked again, so now So he's... yeah, give me give me a give me a compo- uh composure slash I'd say empathy to see if you can like really tear, tear your eyes uh, or integrity to tear your eyes away from her from Aphrodite and Demos. One success. So, so if I can, it's going to be with great difficulty. So yeah, you you literally almost almost hurts to turn your head away from her, but you managed to do it. Yeah, and when I'm looking back at Kali, uh, 
Nick's face is kind of like looking remorseful that he had to, but yeah. So who is our illustrious host here? Oh, I don't know exactly. I think it was uh, a group of people got a group of uh, heroes got together at some point in the past and decided to make it a, uh, a formal get together or something. So I don't know. I I don't think there is a any one person hosting anything. I think it's become more of a uh, community, I guess, tradition. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. But someone must own the house, unless it's like some sort of co-op. Oh, owns a house. Uh. I don't know who does that, honestly. That is not a question that ever interested me. Hmm. I mean, we got our invite through Ms. Jones over there, but I'm I'm sure there's like some sort of originator of all this. I'm sure there is. You see, like if she turns to the uh bodyguard. Oscar, could you please hand me my uh handbag? And you see like the body see the bodyguard, he like reaches around for something, but he doesn't find it. I can't find it, ma'am. And you see, you see, like you see, Kali's face just drop for a second, like way more than it should. Like, what? What do you mean you don't have the bag? Gary's gonna turn to Nick. I think this is the part where she starts murdering people. Yeah, let let let's watch. And Nick kind of goes down and kind of watches the interaction with. And so you give uh, give me a uh, intellect plus cultural to see if you can sort of try to get the uh, gauge what the proper Kali reaction would be. Uh, all of you can do this, by the way. An intellect, what role? Intellect plus culture. Culture. Totally Zero got four successes six. for Gary. Nick got four. All right. So two two failures and one success. So Nick, you know basically how Kali should react to that. She should be like, you know, get irritated and maybe a couple of arms should come out and maybe she should, you know, kill somebody just by breaking them in half with their bare hands. But that's not what's happening. Instead, her face, she looks nervous. And pretty much, you know, this like, Kali is not a goddess who has ever really been noted to get nervous at all. Like that's those those two those two things don't mix. So Nick's going to like just be absolute absentmindedly playing with the hilt on his sword, and he's going to look and says, "So, uh, when are you planning to make your move then, Loki?" At that point, you see the Kali look at you and just like. You see, like you see, you see, like the face, the shock, like you immediately wiped off the face, but and back, the, you know, the previously, you know, the uh, the motherly face look comes right back, but it's you definitely tell, like there's still nervousness. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. So Nick sort of did that as like just like a like a test for shock sort of thing. Is there some sort of like way I can like read into that? How do you mean? Like, you want to, like... Is it actually Loki, or is, like, Kali just, like, way off her game? I'll definitely say that... I'll give you this for free. You, you don't have to make it... It definitely says that you, you, the evidence is leading more towards it being Loki than Kali being off her game, because basically, like, especially with someone like Kali is for, the, for the Deva, you know, being something outside of what they're supposed to be, it's very... It's, that'd, that'd be, like, just... It'd be, like, totally... Uncharacteristic, and there'd be something even more. There's something like either something, either it's Loki, or there's something very wrong with Kali. Nick's gonna like make eye contact with Jesse, then Gary, and then look over to Astra and say, Asterios, you in there? Gary is gonna use his knack, keen eyed predator. Okay, one second. And- so, as you at when Nick says, Is that you, Asterios? You see, like, you see Astra, he, he looks at you in, in response to the name, and you see his. He starts to like speak, but then he like looks back to Kali and just like shuts up. 
And so, yeah, Keen Eye Predator, what were you trying to do, Gary? Who is the biggest threat present in the room? Okay. So, for when you do that at first, you, it's almost like your internal compass, it goes haywire for a second because there's so many supernatural people in the area. You know, there's, there's whole kinds of things that could be dangerous to you in a bit. But then eventually, like, it's sort of like the, the dial sort of like straightens and it's not pointing towards anyone there. It's pointing towards some, it's pointing to somewhere, you know, at, like deeper in the crowd beyond just eyesight. Gary's going to text his guys and he's going to tell them to hurry. So yeah, you see Astra sort of, you know, he, he, he seems like he's shrieking on himself as, uh, you know, he, he's like, he's like, starts to like get, he gets down on the ground, starts looking around for like the uh, handbag. Yeah. Nick's kind of just like watching with keen interest, trying to like, gauge for either Kali to make some sort of like another obvious mistake or just like wait for her to either erupt with many arms into action or for, you know, Loki to give up the goose. Ghost. Sorry? Give up the ghost, you mean. Okay. Or whatever. <laughs> give, up, give up the goose. It could be a saying in Scion. Who knows? Give up the golden goose. And uh, so, it, yeah, uh, at some, you see, yeah. you see Kali, she, she joins Asterios. I mean, Astra, what's up the tongue there? She joins Astra and looking around, then she like looks at you guys like, okay, guys, you see like the, uh, you know, the face, like she looks around and she like does like the face, like the hand in front of the face thing. Like the face turns is like the one you saw like you know, way back at the beginning of this, uh, this uh, you know, the series. It looks like the uh, Minerva face you saw earlier. And then like it goes back to Kali. Guys, I, I, Okay, so listen, listen. Where I knew it. I knew it. Shut up. to stab. Come on, look, look. We're like family, right? So, so listen. Gary's just gonna quietly text his dad and say, "Hey, dad, guess who's at this party?" Guys, guys, listen, listen, listen. Right, it, right, it ain't about me right now. Okay, so it ain't right about me. So I admit I came here to do some things for fun. Yes, but. The but the knife, I don't. It's gone. It, I, I I put it I put the case like made into like a little handbag thing. It, it's it's gone. Or is it? I don't. I wouldn't be talking to you if I knew. Unless it's part of your plan. I'm not that good a planner. Yeah, like Nicholas is really scrutinizing him. He has four dots and empathy with a specialty in spotting bullshit. So yeah, if, uh, I'll get say so for this one. You definitely. I'll give me a roll for that. Actually, yeah, give me a. Uh, cunning plus empathy. So it says four, but uh, my specialty wouldn't make it five. Then I, just, it, I think that's yes. Yeah, it works like they work as enhancements. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, with five, you definitely tell like you see like this is Loki being genuine with you, and they are scared right now. Oh, fuck Jesse, I think I think this might be legit. All right, I'll listen to you, but just because you made my mom laugh that one time. Oh, it was way more than just that one time. Trust me. Anyway. You know, uh, the goat dragging you by your balls. Uh, why do always everyone have to keep the ball? Anyway, that's not important. Uh, listen, I had a small handbag that had, it has a knife. It, I turned the case with the knife into a little handbag thing. And so I was, I was going to come here and, you know, maybe cut, 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 cut some hair here and there, rile stuff up you know, cause some fights and then watch back the chaos. But now I don't have the knife anymore. And I don't know who has it. Where was it when you lost it? Where was the last place you saw it? Nick trying to remember all the things like his 
adopted mother would say. And so, this is why the family can't take you anywhere. Oh, oh, come, are you? Has your dad told you all the stuff about how all the stuff is my fault? Please, come on, oh, come on, Odin. He is way worse than me. He actually plans shit, and his stuff usually ends up with someone being dead, all in the sake for his preventing Ragnarok stuff. I mean, come on, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. All right. So you're saying he plans ahead and doesn't make mistakes, like. Losing the critical item he needs. Nick's going to look around and see if anyone's staring out at us. So, yeah, you don't notice anything. You don't notice anyone staring at you. And uh, basically, uh, so, yeah, Loki says, it's like I had, had, you know, had the Minotaur have it at one point, but I don't know what point he lost it. And then, you know, Asterios, you know, you clearly, the voice comes through clear now. It's, the voice has been, like, deepened to sound more adult, but it definitely, the, the, the way he speaks is definitely Asterios. I, I, I don't know. I had it when we came in. I, I guess I must have lost it when we were walking through the crowd at some point. And so as you're saying that, you know, at one point you see the waiter come back to you with, like, your drinks on the tray. And then she, like, basically said, like, you know, without trying to offend you, she basically, like, pops them, puts the drinks on the table, and, like, walks away as fast as she can. By the way, have you ever seen her before? Yeah, she, I, you see, Asterio says, yeah, I, I I, might have, like, bumped into her at one point or something. I, I don't know. What do you mean, bumped into her? Where? Well, we were walking through the crowd at one point, and I was making my, I, I, I tried not to bump into anybody because I, I don't want to make anyone mad. And then I which crowd where he like points back into the general direction and then and then like you know I, she bumped into me at one point you know we separated I, I apologized to her but then she apologized to me which is odd and, and so then yeah I, I just caught up to uh, Kali here and we uh, then we met you guys all right great so how'd you lose the fucking knife oh maybe she has the knife wait she bumped it, into you is... did you have the knife when she bumped into you. I think I did. I, I think I did. Maybe I, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to it. I mean, I I, right. I, I knew uh, I had it when we came in and stuff. And then I did, I maybe I don't know. Jesse's gonna follow her. The waitress. Yep. Yeah, Gary's gonna get up and follow her too. Uh, Except, not, yeah. unlike Jesse, Gary's actually gonna try to get her attention. Miss, miss, I got my. I, I need to correct my order. Nick's going to stay back and make sure Loki and Asterios don't leave and go off and do something rash. So, yeah, you see the waitress, she, like, looks at you, and then she, you clearly see, like, J- Jesse and Nick, You, I mean, Jesse and Gary, you see, like, she looks, she's, she's clearly starting to sweat a bit as she uh, looks at you. And that's, yes, sir? Sorry, you know, I completely screwed up my order. I really need your number. And, uh... And Gary's going to quietly motion for Jesse to get around behind her. And Jesse ju- does just that. And if you could just give me, uh, read back our orders to us, because I'm pretty sure I ordered the wrong thing. Oh, okay. And she, she like, we just like into like a little pouch of waters and say like, brings it. okay, so you, I think you had the fuzz and navel, you had the, uh, uh, the, the complicated fancy drink that Nick ordered. And then uh, did Jesse, I mean, did, what did Jesse order? I assume he ordered some beer and a double shot of vodka. So yeah, so that's like lists off the orders. And like, is is that all correct, sir? Okay, so see here, no, that's not correct. So the fuzzy navel was for my friend Nick. The fancy fruity drink, sure he can have that too. 
For myself, I want a shiny knife. Does she react at all when I say the word shiny she, knife? She looks confused for a second. Then she's like, oh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I, 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 I don't know. Sir, sir, sir. And both of you can give me a, a, a cunning plus uh, empathy roll to see if she's lying. Two successes and four successes. Four. So yeah, she, they can definitely tell she's she is a little bit confused about the knife thing, but she is definitely lying about not knowing what the hell you're talking about. I think it was in a satchel, and that's what Jesse says from behind her. At that point, you see, like, she like you know she half you see like she flinches at that, and she's like, look, look, okay, I I, I didn't know there was not anything special in there or something. I I was I was paid, all right, I. Some woman, she paid me to get get her the, the little bag. Okay, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't want to. I, I got bills to pay, all right? You know? Yeah, I do. I mean, you've essentially stolen an artifact that can kill gods and give to some complete unknown stranger. But yeah, we get it. Totally sensible. What? Happens to everyone. A knife killed God? What? What? And then you see, she she looks desperately. She looks pale at that. I thought. What are we going to do with you? Please don't kill me. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. What? No, obviously not. You still have to help us find the fucking knife. I can tell you who, who paid me to do it. It was some woman with a brown hair. She said her name was some... Uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, let me take my notes again. I forget what her name is. Brown hair. Is she European? Is she Mexican? She, I think she said something about how her brother had... Uh, uh, you know, left something and she had to get it back from someone else. Brother. What did he lose by chance? Was it a spear, possibly? I, I don't, she just told me to get the bag, okay? Is she still here? I, I think she is. You're going to find her with us, and then we'll decide uh, whether... Uh, uh, Rachel, her name was Rachel, that's what she says. Her name was Rachel DeLewis, that was what her name was. Gary's going to turn towards Jormungandr. Jormungandr, how hungry are you? Wait, Rachel DeLewis was the chick that died with the briefcase. Actually, if you, I'll, I'll just let you guys know that if you recall that, it was actually Rachel DeLewis, her brother, was the one who died at uh, Nick's oh, castle all yeah. the way back at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I, I sat up, uh, I sat up in the hospital with them until all she right. showed up. You think they're part of that anti-deity organization thing? Well, I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Wait, I just I'm not can't... asking you. Obviously, I'm asking my snake. The snake talks. Cool. So, yeah, at that, you see, like, uh, going under, he sort of pokes his head out from underneath, uh, you know, Jesse's collar, and she's like, could be, boss. I mean, definitely sounds like, I mean, like they wanted to buy the knife in the first place, so they had to know about it existence. You know, she should be easy to get a hold of. We could always just call her and say that we found some of her brother's shit at Nick's house. But he also says, like, yeah, I think she's still here, says uh, the waitress. Well, she's just a mundane, right? So she should be able to cloak herself unless she has some artifact or something. All right, well, you guys... Let's split up. Faith and belief in a greater power, or even a pantheon, is a theme in many of our games. Sometimes faith has a darker side. If you like this aspect of gaming, consider checking out our more fiendish story arcs. Inferno, Temptation, War is on Fire, and Demon, The Fallen Fragments.